Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Tie Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Thursday, April 29th. It is the NFL Draft. Dun, 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 dun. But it's also the champions. I have fallen back in love with City. I don't care about Brighton anymore. United, make a big statement. And we may have an all-England final or finals. But first, Mike, seeing all these teams in Europe that are not Spurs, you're just getting coaching speculation and all this crap. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel, right? Like, I've gotten rejected by um, five of the, I guess, to put it in high school terms, like the not even the hottest chicks, right? Like... <laughs> Brendan Rogers is like the, the, like the chubby chick with the tits and, and like, <laughs> like, uh, not interested. Thanks. Don't want to go to prom with you. You're going to, okay. you're going to, do you want 10 hog? So yeah, we're going to a different school, right? We're like, Hey, uh, <laughs> let's see what the chicks down the street are thinking, you know? So, I mean, of course, of course, yeah. you know, I want water. I was listening to the totally yeah. football show. The, one of the guys, a uh, a former goalkeeper, you know, twenty year veteran, been up and down the leagues. I can't remember his name. He's he's the sporting director at at uh, Rochdale, a goalkeeper coach. Excuse me. He was like, it should be Potter. Potter with a good finish with Spurs finishes in the top four. I sure. don't disagree. The yeah, guy's no, a I, good I coach. That. It would be the, the the problem is is like English football is not ready for that guy to just take Spurs and take him to the top four because they're just like oh they don't they don't know how to win. I'm like, dude, that team is good, <laughs> and that yeah, actually no, he's got them playing the right way. And and the, actually the thing is they're not good and they're playing well. <laughs> yeah, so it's a weird thing, right? Where like I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show last week or when we were talking, but um. Sp- <laughs> there's a lot of talk in like college football, like the quote unquote elite jobs. Right. And I'm, a, I being a Michigan fan, like I hear that, you know, before they hired Harbaugh, it's like, they were, they, they aren't, is Michigan an elite job anymore? Blah, blah, blah. That's sort of where Spurs are because, because they're the Michigan of Europe, which they are not um, fucking Michigan. Okay. They're not even close. No, no, no. To Michigan me. hasn't mattered. Michigan hasn't mattered since the sixties anyway. Right. Like aside no, from get out of here. So, come on. Michigan is way bigger. What, what, but what I'm saying is, is that they're they're middling. They're they're sort of stuck in their own way. And, Arsenal are Michigan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. But but uh, but nonetheless, right? Like you've got you've got circumstances that are getting in the way, yeah. right? And and so you have Daniel Levy. You've got the board. So the the takes I've seen are like, would any good manager take this job? And why? Of would Of course, they you fucking. W- it's absurd. It's Spurs. No, that's nonsense but that's exactly the point right you have um and we'll get we'll get to the games because it's way yeah. more interesting than this in yeah my, my game is here. much more interesting it's way more interesting but the idea being that <laughs> you know uh you have all of this shit to wade through yeah. yes the squad is strong you could walk into that team right now and make a difference and you could play on for next year for a trophy for top four for all that shit um but will you get the support mauricio pochettino didn't Jose Mourinho didn't Who's to say that you were going to all of a sudden? Yeah, so I, there is, there's a Potter, lot of hesitancy. Where, but Potter doesn't even have the right to ask, right? Well, you said, right. But you said this about Broads, right? Like, why would he go there? Leicester are better than Spurs in every way. Leicester are better than Spurs Aside in every from way. the stadium, right? Yeah. And Aside so, from the fan base and the history, right? Yeah, right. So, so yeah. I, I struggled to find that that person. I have, um, 
I've seen uh, Jurgen Klinsmann's name thrown around. I find that to be interesting. No, um, he's not a good coach. I didn't say he was a good coach, but he's he, – I don't know. I don't know. We're at a crossroads, right? He's but a that's a great segue. That's a great segue into who you and I both know I want back as our, as the Tottenham head coach. is the last head coach. I've already said his name, Mauricio Pochettino. My but friend, he had a bad week. My friend, that game – so PSG, Manchester City. That game, like – City had the run of the game for maybe 10 minutes. Like they were holding the ball and moving around. And then PSG found like the revolutionary spirit of Robespierre came through the park, to, the park to Paris and they attacked the fucking barricades and came after city ferocious. Like I haven't seen city that on the ropes for that long since Liverpool four, three, uh, at Anfield, like they were, City were in trouble. They were deep. They were scared. They were hoofing it, and the goal they got from from a corner that Marquinhos. that um, Marquinhos scored, like they were celebrating and they looked tough. They were like, "We fucking got this. They're fucked. This team is weak." And City did play weak, and they did play scared, and. Whatever the reasons are, you can go through all the psychological things. City, we're trying to play their game, but as people know, the good teams or the teams that have success against City come after them hard. And when you do that, yes, you open yourselves up to a couple of good passes. Uh, Bernardo Silva almost scored that flick on the edge of his foot on a way across that that um, that that Kaylor Navas got. And then Phil Foden almost scored late in the first half. He was kind of open, but I thought he could have done better with that. He could, he could have. He, it's twenty years old. He's in the Champions League semifinal. But France. <laughs> but also, the what do you say every week? You don't have a striker. <laughs> we don't have a striker, and that's that falls, okay. Like if that falls to Aguero, it's in the net. Yeah, but Aguero wouldn't. But have but it's not an indictment on my favorite. Yeah. It's not an indictment on my favorite non-Tottenham player in the, in the Premier League. Phil Foden. The, di- I love the him. difference. So, the difference. As we go the, to halftime. Yeah, the difference is. With this City team. And at halftime, City come out. They didn't change. They kept playing. But what they did was they were like, oh, we can just play the way we always play. They started moving further forward. PSG, either their adrenaline dropped from like that intense half. Or they kind of were like, we're good with this one goal. If they get another one, we'll, we'll turn it back up. But it seemed to me that the rhythm came back to City. And City played the way they always play. Now, they had chances. They didn't create that much, but they got goals from working, right? Mm-hmm. They got a goal from De Bruyne, free kick on the side. It just flies into no man's land. Navas is trying to play the cross versus playing the ball. And basically, it's a cross that just goes in. Hits the hits the ground in a six-yard box, bop, bops in. The natural desire within the punditry is to blame Navas, but from all the explanations I've seen is like, no, it's really hard to know when that, what, what to do on that. Oh, if you come for it, it's impossible. And, yeah. If you come for it and someone touches it, it goes right past you. If you wait, whatever. What The best thing was like hearing the real explanation, like this, this goalkeeper guy that was, that was on the totally show. He was like, if the ball comes to you at that angle, you don't see it or you don't move until it comes over the defenders and it was so low over the defenders. He wasn't sure if someone could head it. So you only see it as it's coming out from behind them. 
and you're naturally distracted by what's going on in front of you. And, you know, John Stones is close, <laughs> right? You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So that goes in. Uh, Phil Foden then creates the free kick chance because he's just fucking mm-hmm. awesome. And De Bruyne and Mares talk over the ball. Mares slams it. It looks like an amazing free kick that went around the wall. Turns out the ball went right through the wall, which was yeah. pretty, pretty sad. And then PSG, kind of in the latter stages of the second half, just starts getting nasty and kicking. And uh, Drisa Gay gets sent off on a pretty fucking that gnarly. was opening shot. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> it's pretty gnarly challenge. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, the narrative is that is that PSG collapsed. I wouldn't say that. Like it's still the team that fucking battered City for the half an hour. Uh, yeah, they did I, live... I look at it as a as, it's like it's a Champions League semifinal between two absolute super heavyweights, right? Yeah, really good and teams, really good teams, and it was a really good game. It was, and good. and like you you already said, it could have been tied going into halftime, and it could have been two 0 PSG, and yeah. so City hung around, and at halftime, my take on it was Pep is going to wake these motherfuckers up, like he's going to he's going to shake it. Yeah, let's go. Right, Pep is going to get. A, uh, at least a goal out of these guys in the second yeah. half. That was a shoe in. Um, what I didn't know was what PSG was going to do because you 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 chronicled it there. And it again, for those that don't know, it's a it's an aggregate of two games, and the away goal matters a lot. So sitting Mauricio Pochettino is sitting there at halftime. Yeah, it's one nil, and he goes, "If we can get out of here, one nothing. It's like robbing a bank right now. Even so one one is good for them." Uh, one one's better for city though right yeah yeah and no so, i understand it so so if he could if he could shut city out at home that's a tremendous advantage and they could have tremendous it was mistakes well, well they could have well, they could have uh, but but as we said right if it wasn't that it felt like it was going to be something else the way that city was playing that second yeah, half yeah and so you kind of you wonder because PSG was nipping at their heels and going, they were just everywhere in the first 30 to 35 minutes. It was great. It was great. I mean, it it was awesome to honestly, as somebody who had watched Man City do that to my team four to five days prior, and it's not vindictive. I was like, holy shit, that's possible. That's a thing. You could do that. Um, (laughs) Well, Spurs used to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) So so I, I kind of. I marveled at the first half and, and I kind of marveled exactly opposite direction about the second half. I thought it was so interesting that they ran out of um, gas, dude. They, they, well, they ran out of gas, but city had played a game midweek too. So city. No, had no, the- I don't, I don't mean literally ran out of gas in terms of like, they ran out of gas from playing all these games. They ran out of glass from the mental energy and perfection of their first half. Like they could not sustain the way they played. Right. You can't play right at high intensity football for that long like there were moments well i think in the, that in the first half where city just got a hold of the ball and we're like we gotta rest let's just hold on to it like just yeah stop but, doing anything. but i also think that like philosophically they were like okay well we just can't and they, they started were playing scared games. they were playing but, scared and they a little also, bit and they, the they other piece mind, is yeah. that that's how they played against against psg i mean against Bayern. they hit them on the break and bappe and neymar just incredible the difference that right. City has exactly. now, the difference that City has now is they have fucking Ruben Diaz and Mbappe got no shots on target. Yep. That I is mean, we talked about it. We yeah. talked about it on Monday. Because right? it great, was the great show def- with the, Sun. Yeah. The thing is with great defenders, right? Great defenders 
stop things from happening. So you don't actually ever see, there's no play to see. It simply didn't happen, right? He was just there. He elbowed a guy off the well. He, he cleared it. Like it just, there's nothing to show. There's no highlight. You have to really stop, look at it and go, oh, that ball over the top. And then you compare it to another ball over the top. And you're like, oh yeah, Bayern's central defenders were two fucking old guys yeah. Who's, who who last who were last seen getting destroyed by Barca? Like, you know, it's just like cities. Well, that's the thing. Right like when is... you look at the match ratings, right? And yeah. you've got the center backs and and any any position. But even like you notice, uh, like the destroyer. You notice the I keep using Hoybier because he's my guy as an example. But like Conte, Conte is the one. Idrissa got a gay before the red card. You noticed him then, but. But you uh, notice those. Uh, you players. don't really see Rodri. He kind of is a is an interceptor rather than a destroyer. Yes, but but sure. But he's the guy who's on the ball, right? And, things and to your point, is that when when D- it's true in a lot of in, in hockey as well, right? Right, like the best defenseman isn't always the guy who's scoring all the power play points or whatever. No. It's it's the guy who you barely notice. It's the second pair defenseman who's just quietly. Oh, Sidney Crosby hasn't had a point tonight. Why? Because of that guy, right? It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. It's the same thing with with Sonny and Kane were in Diaz's pocket, and it was true for Mbappe too. Yeah. Um, but but I think that Pochettino theoretically looked at the second half and said, okay, the we zero is the most yeah. yeah the, well the zero is the most important number. If we can get another one, let's get it. But we're gonna play a way that will open it because they're gonna they're gonna we're gonna invite the pressure. Yeah, and they're coming. We've got two of the fastest. Two of the fastest, most talented players in the world on the break. I mean, why wouldn't I do this? Yeah. So I, I, I get it from his perspective. It didn't work. Yeah. And so now we head back to the and Etihad bad luck and Manchester. bad luck goals like just yeah the wall but not but move, you sort of the you wall sort of move make it. your own luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, would, I un- I understand it. Like you invite those bad those luck. goals we got were because we didn't get other goals that were good chances. Like it, it's fine. So no, no, no. What I'm saying is that that style of play. Hi, I just got to watch Jose Mourinho for 18 months. Those types of they that type of play, you. they happen to you. You yeah. you invite bad luck into your home. Yeah, you let someone that. shoot all the time. Bad shit's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> and so now we go back to the Etihad next week. Yeah, Listen, City- it's not it's not done and dusted at all. But so to be no, clear, it's not. it's not. Again, if City score, I'm I'm sorry. If PSG score one goal, then technically Early. it's tied two two. I'm just I'm just going through the yeah, explanation. Yeah, yeah. Then technically it's, it's tied two-two. At the end of the match, you go to extra time, right? Nope. No. City's two away goals are massive. Yes. Right. PSG have to score think two. of it this way: they have to score two. Yeah. Right. Because if they score one, it's only tied. If they score two, then they're winning. If City get one, then we're back to square at three-three, and then the away goals are tied. That's the only way we can go to extra time next week is if it's two-one. PSG after after normal 90 minutes. So we'll see. I mean, and, and to say that PSG is not capable of scoring two goals is silly, right? It's actually gonna be more fun for me knowing, and I this is why I love the second leg about Champions League because you go into these matches going, all right, well, we have to score two goals. Let's fucking get after it. And frankly, if City scores one early, PSG doesn't really care. Because they're like, all right, I mean, well, now we got to score three, but I mean, we still we're not going to change anything, right? So yeah, just it's going to be really, really. I mean, it, it it's two games, but it really is. It's halftime, and they just play over two games. It's yes, it's kind of cool. It's, it's soccer from the department of soccer is cool. Uh, this is one of the things that's cool, <laughs> which is a light department. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of full time employees in that department. It's the file is very light, but it's that's the thing actually. I think for all the the cultural differences between American sports and European sports. Um, yeah. 
this is the one thing that I think they get right. Right? We have the seven game series, which is not that's better or worse. Ah, in hockey, I disagree. I don't think it's better or worse. I think it's just different. I think it's got its its beauty in and of itself. But man, the, the, the they, they do. You know, it's funny. They do do it in um in European basketball. They do two legs and combine the scores. Really? Yes. Interesting. So you you know. You, so you know, think about sport, it. Like the away game, you the team is playing. They're up by forty. They're like, no, no, no. They're not up by forty. They're actually only up by ten. They're just fucking pouring it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what sport this would be perfect for in America is the NFL. Yeah, if they did. Uh, be- oh my god, could you imagine the playoffs? <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd have to so, make them really short. Like, why are they doing extra games? Right. Like, they should just do two two legged affairs. Oh my god, it'd be insane. Oh man, no, forget. <laughs> yeah, forget the regular season. Forget week seven, eight. Yeah, why are you doing week eighteen? Just add extra yeah. playoff. Do two legged playoffs. Add extra. Oh man, would that be something? It we got to get Dave. Uh, the founder and one of one of the founders of Chop Sports Network, which we're very happy and proud to be on. Yeah. Uh, we got to get him on the show to ask him that question. What <laughs> yeah. a two-legged NFL playoff would feel like to him. Oh my and gosh. I was busting his balls earlier tonight. As we mentioned, it's the NFL draft. He got his, his Cowboys got a great player. Yeah. Uh, they did not get the player who I think he wanted first. And I thought that the Giants were going to get the player he wanted second, but that didn't happen. So we were—he was ribbing me. I was giving him some shit on Twitter, and he was like, "Nope, sorry, dude." I'm like, by, by the way, I want to point something out. That that score that uh, that PSG need the three or the two. City yeah. have only given up more than two goals in a game for once all season. The five-two to Leicester. <laughs> two goals is the most they've given up. They gave up two to, to Leeds Tottenham, once, two to Southampton, two to United, two to Tottenham. Yeah. yeah, we're on the list. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so it's it's not a common occurrence, right? And so, but you haven't played a caliber of PSG, right? We saw it in the first half, like we talked about. So no, it's extremely well, not, possible. Not strikers as good as those two. Like the fact that no. they got through those two was incredible. And uh in fact, you know, I think the closest you probably can get to, to to that, and I'm not saying they're the same, is Kane and Son. Kane and the Son. tandem United, which the who beat City. Are good too, like especially after United. Yeah, but today. The, and I'm everybody behind Kane and Son is dog shit. But what I'm saying is, as far as the strike partnership, yeah, for that's sure. as good as you've seen this year, probably for sure, for sure. Um, aside from and, uh, and aside unfortunately, from you know, Son, yeah, yeah, and Kane and Son are they fucking beat City on stupid goals all the time that drive me nuts. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, <laughs> yeah. City, City, uh, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it right after this. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. Hey guys, this is Sturge from the Chop Sports Podcast, and today I want to address something near and dear to my heart, and that's mental health awareness. More specifically, Joe Pizzamenti with Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. His consulting company can help you in so many ways, including an innovative way to lower your monthly bills. And guess what? If you lower my monthly bills, my mental health state is going through the roof. 
There's so much to learn about Joe and Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. Visit the website right now, www.attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. Uh, on, on the other side of the bracket, Chelsea take uh, do a 1-1 versus Real Madrid. They hold Real Madrid. They boss the game. The vaunted midfield of Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz really were in quicksand. They should have won by more. Shockingly, Timo Werner missed a, missed a shot uh, because he just does all the time. But our Lord and Savior, Mr. Christian Pulisic on a wonder goal, tiptoeing around Courtois, very clinical, calm, gives Chelsea the goal. But then 10 minutes later, Benzema, the reason that Real Madrid is anywhere. I mean, if it weren't for Cristiano and Messi, Benzema would be the guy. Uh, he's well, we kind, have of, to, he's kind of a forgotten right. superstar because he really he's – he, Well, I mean, he, he has – Real the whole time. He's been at – well, he had some time. He was at Lyon like everyone else who was good for a whole decade. Uh, no, that's what I mean. But like through the whole, like the, he, the he's, Decima, like he's got all some, those teams. Yeah, yeah. He was there the whole time. He's got some seriously bad press because he doesn't play for yeah, the French national team. We have to talk about this. Because he tried to extort his teammate Valbuena, a midget, uh, with some gangsters uh, with like bad, like dirty videos, some fucked up, like real Marseille, French mafia, French connection type shit. So he's really, well, it was like, it was banned. like a, your wife, something with his wife or something. Yeah, or no, it was Valbuena was sweeping with other girls. We don't know the whole story because we're just two idiots with the microphone, but you should Google Kareem Benzema, <laughs> Fabian Valbuena. Yes. Yeah. Balbuena? Yeah. Yes. Balbuena. That's short. The really short one. Yeah. 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 The, the so, Ububa. Yeah, what there's is, a lot is, is of in French, by the way. Is it it's Oompa Loompa because they're French the whole time they've been French. They're from an island off the coast of France. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that. I just uh, just letting you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a small island in the middle of the Seine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so but so he, he's been he doesn't get the international games where you get that extra boost of star power. But he's incredible, and he was doing – he was the lunch – he was the water carrier for Ronaldo. Ronaldo never defended, and so Benzema basically did all the defending up front. And if he had the ball and Cristiano was nearby, he passed it to him because he just respected the game, and he just did all the work. He got his goals. He got his assists, but he was – he could have been a 40-goal guy. And so uh, Real Madrid get out of that game with a 1-1 – and they take it to Stanford Bridge, and you got to think they could—they can't possibly play worse. Um, some thoughts, though. Chelsea might have the best squad in the Premier League, aside oh, from no, City. no, yeah, okay, thank you. Aside from City, yeah, no, I mean, when, but in when terms of depth and in, breath, there's so many good players. They're just not like they—they no one's whipped them together into a cohesive unit yet. But in terms of well, talent, that's what Tuchel. That's He's what Tuchel to do. sort of has done. Right. Um, no, I'd still take United squad on the whole on over Chelsea, I think. Really? Um, no way. But it's close. No way. I think it's close either way, right? I think that there's a debate there. I think the no, point is Here's the thing is like Chelsea has a back line that they can swap guys out. United can't. It's been Shaw, Maguire, Wambasaka, Lindelof. There's no changes. If they change, they lose. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have depth. Like, that's the problem with United have. Uh, they're not really there. So we could have an all-England final like we had a couple of years ago, but we could have an all-England final in Europa as well. And 
We've had that two year, couple years ago. So this is actually breaking news, 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 news. The English Premier League has uh, taken over the top spot in the UEFA coefficients. We are, it is the top league in the world now. The fuck was the top league before? La Liga. Because of what? Because they won three Champions Leagues in a row. Oh, yeah. Because it's based on your European. It's uh, based on your team, right? Like when when Leicester gets into the group stage and gets bounced, you drop. So uh, you would think that that. So the, the European rankings are what UEFA in the past has used to determine how many Champions League spots you get. But the top four all get four now, uh, which is because the Italians couldn't fucking hold up their end of the bargain. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> How'd it it's, go invading uh, Ethiopia? You guys were supposed to invade England. What's wrong with you? Yeah. We need help. <laughs> oh, man. That's my that's my uh, uh, Nazi-adjacent uh, joke. I was going to say, yeah. I had something Mussolini lined up, but that'll work. That'll do. Yeah. On the next. Yeah, so I, I think um, we could have an all-English – Europa League final as well. And that's sort of interesting that um, United blew past Roma today. Just blew him away. Yeah. You know what? That Cavani guy, he's fucking good. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 On his yeah. day, right? Like, and it's it's the thing is that like, yeah, he's older. Yeah, he can't do it all yeah, the time. Old. But he's man. 32. <laughs> yeah, but old, but he's got a million miles on him. Yeah, is the yeah. point, and then right? he's got all the all the all the Uruguay games where he's got to play every game, no matter what. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah, so he's on him, he's yeah, in he's his phenomenal. age 33 season. Last season at PSG, he only scored four goals, and he'd been declining since 2016-17. So 35, 28, 18, four, and he's had a little bit of resurgence at United with eight goals, but he hasn't been playing. He's only no, I would say he's only completed time. He's only completed 12 90s. Yeah, that's really that's a good return. Yeah, for so, a, an old old head striker for sure. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So so United look like they're they're through to the final. And oh so, yeah, they're through. <laughs> right. And uh and in the other, you've got Arsenal and Villarreal. Interesting because Unai Emery, former Arsenal manager, uh Hello. good evening. Yeah, that is <laughs> that was not a sound bite. That actually did sound like him, but uh that was wrong. But uh totally, totally classic arsenal right like just a complete mess they go to spain and it's all a catastrophe from the jump <laughs> two early goals for villarreal and, and villarreal arsenal is are, not exactly name brand they're okay like they have some they're history the, they're like the everton of spain <laughs> but but villarreal is like not they should not be like fucking you no. know let's let's just look well let's, it, let's it's look, really a sign of it's a commentary on where Arsenal is at the moment more than where yeah, the and there is, but like there, it's starting to, it's starting to fade for poor. Well, Villarreal are in seventh. They have a plus twelve. They're they're not a they're not a terrible team, uh, so they're okay. No, but they're certainly not a good team, and they're certainly a team you would expect to beat over two fixtures if you have the ambitions of a club like Arsenal. Yeah. However, two early goals. Yeah, it gets a little bit messy. Danny Ceballos gets two yellow cards. So he gets yeah. sent off in the 57th minute, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I lost track of the game from there. However, I did see uh, there was an extremely, extremely questionable penalty. I think Pepe goes down in the box. Good. And before we, before we, uh, you know, started recording, Laurent was like, look, that's just fucking Europe. And it is right. European competition is just, 
it's it's a total grab bag of nonsense. And so Crazy uh, stuff Arsenal happens. get a penalty. They get one back. And as we were talking about before, being a man down, getting that away goal it's is big. a big deal. Yeah. So now Arsenal come home. And if they win one nothing, they win the tie. Yeah. Right. They, they win it. So and they, on, they on had the- had a good defense. The problem for Arsenal right now is they are injured, right? Like Shaka has been playing left back for Tierney. Emil Smith Rowe is playing up top. Yep. They don't have Shaka. They don't have Lacazette. I mean, they don't have Aubameyang. They don't have Lacazette. Those are the guys that they. Odegaard need. was hurt for a bit. But he, no, he, he's, but he, he played the 10. He's back, but, but he was yeah, hurt. Yeah. But they need those guys to really. They need them. I mean, the reason why they do. the reason why Arsenal won the FA Cup and sort of were had hope coming down the stretch was that Bamiang was awesome, and right. they paid him, and now they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, I listen. I I root for the league. I know you don't necessarily. It is Arsenal, but would you be- root? Wait, wait. Full stop. If it's Manchester United versus Villarreal or Arsenal, I know you're rooting for the league, right? Okay, so if, if it's Villarreal. Would you root for Manchester United in that no, game? No, no. See? Yeah. So you don't – you root for the league, but you wouldn't root for Liverpool, and you wouldn't root for Man United, right? If it was a, But if it was against a Spanish team, yeah, I might. I, I, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. If I don't Chelsea know. or Arsenal was playing ISIS, I wouldn't root for them. <laughs> they uh, they bought off ISIS. They're actually yeah. sponsors of, of ISIS. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, Osama bin Laden, this is a true story, was a season ticket holder at Highbury at Arsenal's <laughs> old stadium. So, I mean, I mean, I didn't just, make that up. You just saying. Google it. Well, speaking of, of weird people who want to buy Arsenal, uh, the owner of Spotify, Mr. Yeah. Eck, is uh, trying to uh, trying to throw his hat in a ring. I certainly love lots of turmoil for my uh, opponents. Uh, they're probably like, you know, Super League, Super League. I kind of like it. I kind of like Super League. Super League sounds good. Bellamy's fuck like Arsenal's just gonna announce we're leaving, we're moving, we're just gonna. Well, it's funny because you know he he is a self-proclaimed. That was really weird. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, down here who's an Arsenal supporter. He's actually from North London, and uh, and he was like, Arsenal fans are mad because basically the Cronkies are using the Arsenal credit card, right? They're not putting any of their own money in, and effectively he was like, look, they're billionaires for a reason. Like it makes sense, and. They don't He's spend money stupid. Yeah. Right. And so, and they don't go to the games. And I'm like, why does that matter? I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like, Shake Mansour, you know how many games he's been to? Like zero. One. One? Yeah. Do you know which one it was? No. Like oh, the okay. first one. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but we have Khaldun, who's like the CEO of like, yeah, 40, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. who's really running the team? And right. City are the probably the best run club of the top clubs. Uh, yeah. And I mean, not, not outside of the money part, right? Like, yes, they spend lots of money, but there's a plan. Like, they're like, we go for young guys. We do spend over dollars, but it's never one guy for $120 million. It's we need this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we bought a lot of defenders. It didn't. We kept on trying to find the right left footed one. And then we're like, OK, Diaz, we, we're going we're going to grab him. We got him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but what you know, he, he was saying that. He's just they're they're fed up with it, and it was funny to hear a bunch of people being like, "Oh, uh, I'm listening to Spotify for the ad money to be able to do it." But he didn't really have a plan, right? He didn't do. He just said on like on social media, he's like, "Yeah, I want to buy Arsenal," and I have no. He did come out. He was he did do a spot on 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 Sky. Yeah, great. He didn't make an offer. He just talked on TV and said, "I want to buy the team," right? Like 
That's it's not how you do it's it. It's an act. It's an act. It's a and show. And so I imagine Stan Kroenke is sitting there somewhere in L.A. Not giving he a shit. He doesn't even anything. know what's happening. Oh no, he didn't because somebody called him and was like, "Hey, do you want to sell Arsenal?" And and I gotta imagine his response was very simply. He took the cigar out of his mouth just ever so slightly for a moment and went, "Fuck off!" And then put the cigar back in his mouth, hung up, and just went back on his day with his yacht or whatever. And and that's kind of how. Arsenal fans feel like he runs the team, which is not all that far from the truth, I would imagine, right? Well, so. I mean, the KS, KSE, KSI, KSE, Kroenke Sports, sports Entertainment. Entertainment, They, this is what they do. It's real estate and sports, and you need the real estate, and you need a team to go into that stadium, and everything else doesn't matter. And he married into the Walton money, which is fucking disgusting. Wow. Yeah, Stan Kroenke married a, a, a Walmart kid. Wow. Uh, and they want to keep the team. It's just making money. Although, let's ask fucking uh, Colorado Avalanche fans how they feel about their owner or Pretty Denver good. Nuggets fans or LA Rams fans. Pretty right? good. Right. But, you know, it's closed leagues. It's different. Arsenal is the one where they're just like, can you guys just do though? it this way, please? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think. And, and I have a problem with that because it's not like a closed league. Yeah, sure. It's not like Arsenal go anywhere. It's not like they're getting relegated. We made jokes earlier in the season because they were playing poorly, but they're in seventh. They, they're in what? 10th place. Excuse me. They and can't. So, they can't. They could just. The thing is, is like they could sit in 10th place for seasons. Yeah. But, but they're not. Yeah, absolutely. But the point that you made on the show last week, week before, is that the Avalanche have significantly benefited from there being a salary cap, from them getting high draft picks, blah, blah, blah. And it's sort of their turn again, right? They're actually one of the best teams in the NHL. But when you go to Arsenal, it's not like they haven't spent money, though, right? No, they're spending money. And that's the thing is that it's very similar to their North London neighbors. It's the recruitment that's the biggest problem, yeah. right? Like it's the identifying of the targets. Whereas, you know, City, like you said, they've got a process. United, they spend money arguably more than City. Yes. You know, like they- crazy. And, and it's just shotgun. It's, it's like a t-shirt cannon. Just like, and you get one and you get a paycheck and you get a paycheck. And so, you know, it, and from Arsenal's point of view, the argument that they're bad owners, I asked them, I'm like, why are they bad owners? Because they do spend money. Right. But the, the argument was, well, they, they, the, the quote unquote Arsenal credit card, they don't really use their own money. I'm like, so the fuck what the, the club makes a ton of money, right? Like you're, it's not like you're, you're taking it out. You're, you're, yeah. you know, you're basically, you're spending against what they're making and it's a bit of a deficit. Fine. But okay. Are you mad that Nicola Pepe cost $80 million? Yeah, well, you should be, but you shouldn't be mad at the Cronkies for that. Is that their fault? Yeah. It's, is it their fault for not employing the infrastructure that city has that they can have man management and proper recruitment and targets? Yeah. That's probably the problem. Yeah, but- I mean, it is, it, but then do, do you want to get into like how American sports are, which is, all things are relatively equal and we all play GM. Yeah, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is like, what, what do you like? What do you want to have happen? <laughs> if you were, yeah. Yeah. If you were looking at their net spend, you go, I mean, yeah, bad ideas, but the money's there. Yeah. So I don't feel like, like Cronky out to me seems very, very strange because there's, it's not that there's not a lack of desire. There's not that there's a lack of funds, right? Like, You've got a uh, a city, I'm sorry, uh, a Leicester city, even a Tottenham, even a, an Everton who are making shrewd moves in the market. 
to be able to fit their budgets. Yeah, you you you, f- you funded Lester with your eighty million dollars slabhead purchase. Oh, you, well, United did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. City City basically funded. Sorry, Arsenal funded City, and then sold the lead. Wait, wait, wait. By oh, sorry, the other way around. Our City funded Arsenal by buying like Clichy and all these. Oh dudes yeah, yeah, back yeah. In the day. There was just yeah. so. It, so all the money stays in the system. That's the thing that always freaks me. I'm like, stop. That was always Wenger's thing. I was like, shut up. The money's going to you. What? Oh, they spend so much money. I'm like, you sold him. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right, right. You made us pay that much money. And and Chelsea even using the, I mean, you want to complain about Werner. That's great. But like, okay, fine. Chelsea, Chelsea with strikers is City with defenders. By the way, yeah, it's the same game. Um, but but you know you've got Havertz, you've got Pulisic who's come good when yeah. he's healthy. Um, so that's the thing is that you're putting pieces together, yeah. and I just I don't. You're mad because you haven't gotten world beaters with every big purchase you've made. Guess no, it's what? Hard. Yeah, it's fucking hard, and and it's I'm mad hard. about it with Spurs too. Right? Yeah, you you want Davidson well? Sanchez. He's your uh, he's your fucking Mangala, basically. Do you think yeah, do you think I want Gio Lacelso running around there for as shrewd of a deal that actually was with Daniel Levy? It was supposed to be like 75 million. Yeah. And it turned out to be like 53. Did you the reason it was held up was because of a PSG um sell-on clause, right? So PSG got 25% of the future sale from Real Betis to to eventually to Tottenham. So what it's Daniel Levy did, shit going on. well, so here's the thing. Daniel Levy goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you want 50 million for him? Tell you what, I'll give you 40, but you're going to keep more of it because I'm going to give you a $30 million loan right now. <laughs> and then I'm going to buy him for 10 million, which means, and this is, this is not the exact numbers, but you get the idea. So that means that PSG gets 25%. But only of that 10 million, that 30 million is yours to keep right there. So I thought that was one of the more, I mean, listen, I'm not in favor of Daniel Levy any more or less than the next guy, but like that shit was pretty yeah, but funny. At least you have a guy who runs a team who loves the team, right? As much as sure. he makes mistakes. And that's, yeah. Well, you know. would you, well, I would, ra- I would actually ask an Arsenal fan this, right? Would you rather have the Cronkies or Levy and Lewis? I don't know the answer, to be honest. Uh, from my point of view, I'm not sure. And, and it's so much easier to say the other one when you have one of them, but man, I, mean, I would want to be right now today. I would want to be Spurs. I would you Spurs, rather have gone through the last five years and had the heights that we almost achieved? And what has then, Arsenal had? Exactly. I'd rather have fuck all than what we no, are. Ar- Ar- Arsenal <laughs> no, is only lie. going down and Spurs are trying to hang on to a height, but they still have the ace in the hole. They still have pain. Uh, it's just, I know. No, Speak, I'll, I'll speaking always of, have speaking of the, the end of the league, uh, let's just wrap this up with a couple of final notes. City can win the league with a win at Palace and Liverpool beating United. That's the big game of the weekend, Liverpool so, versus United. So it's, generally uh, speaking, Liverpool United is the biggest game on the fixture sheet. The and it always season. sucks. It's always a no, nil It has sucked recently in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has always underperformed expectations. But – there's a bit of a Jurgen's choice this week, right? Like yeah. you've got a Liverpool win, gives City the league. They hate City now because of their newfound rivalry. I don't think they but hate if they City. Lose, if they lose, they lose to their hated rivals, Manchester United. So, right, but, uh, but Liverpool still, and 
Liverpool and, still have to think that they can get in a Champions League. Yeah, right. and that's their that. main objective, right? So yeah. if they win, they have a top four spot. But if they lose, they lose to their arch rivals. And I don't want to say done and dusted, but it's close to. Yeah. They're not going to be able to make up the gap. So, yeah. and I don't. By the way, I don't. I don't think Liverpool are just a Van Dyke away. <laughs> they got. They have to do a lot. It's not just Van Dyke. It's in the middle of the park for me, right? Tiago was a tremendous failure. Um, and it's interesting how they kind of scapegoated him, but nonetheless. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be, the, it, I agree. The thing is, is like city is city's pretty fun. Like my team's scary. Like they're uh, young. Let, me, and let me say this about Liverpool. Uh, I think we have talked till we're blue in the face on this show about how soccer is a weak link sport and yeah, yeah, you attack yeah. a weak blah, blah, blah. I think Van Dyke is like is the exception to that. I think Van Dyke being the strong link actually m- makes everyone around him better. Trent Alexander Arnold, as we've seen a million times this year, is the weak link. Andy Robertson's not awesome at defending. It's okay. He's a fullback. He's actually not supposed to be. And even the, the defenders around Van Dyke, right? So when he his presence is so calming. No, no, I get it. I get I get the Van Dyke thing, but he's 30 and he's coming off an ACL. So no, that's true. That's true. That's, and you know, you know they lost they, they did lose like to be fair i'll be honest they did lose five defenders yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to buy clowns like they're living in clown town yeah, with their defense. yeah uh let's wrap it up uh we'll be looking forward to the united game and just next that. week's game and really just that and then i have to and then for my goddamn brighton you broke my heart you lost to fucking sheffield i couldn't Ugh. i could not with Sheffield. I can't with Brighton. You're too close to the relegation zone. Potter for Spurs. And then Brighton can get relegated. And I never have to have an affair again. Okay. That was a squeaky bum time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are part of the Chop Network. We're excited. They're doing lots of stuff on the draft. We release new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast as it makes a huge difference for the show and thank everyone for our new people that we love and hopefully please leave comments all right